This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. What's going on, Smooth Operators? Welcome to today's episode. Hope you're having a good day. Strong end of the week when this is coming out. Um, so a little bit delayed this week. Had uh, multiple things I'm trying to balance, but you know that's part of it, right? That's part of achieving that balance. And that's actually a good source for a future episode on work-life balance and what that exactly means, because I have a very different take on it than what I think you might have heard before. That's a whole nother subject for a whole nother day. What I want to talk about today is really how to empower your team, how to create a team of true believers, people that will go to the ends of the earth for you and for the mission, and some concrete steps that you can do to make that happen. This is not just, I mean, it is like a leadership thing, right? So it's it's the CEO, it's the head of the company, but it's also that operator. You know, you have a big role and we'll get into how doing a couple of very deliberate actions can enable this to trickle down. So you're creating a team of leaders. You know, it's not just one person having to make the decisions because the fact is, you know, we get into decision-making paralysis. It, it happens throughout the day. It just happened to me last night where I was working on a project and, uh, you know, one of my coworkers asked me something and I'm just like, just make the damn decision. Like, I don't need to be involved in all of this. And I felt a little bad about the way I, you know, reacted to that but that's the reality of it like we have to find ways to have our team be empowered to make decisions for themselves and so a couple uh, the areas that we can definitely do that and this is definitely all top of mind for me right now that's because of what happened last night at work but I'm getting ready for army reserve training right now I'm still a, a reservist in the army and Military units either get it or don't. There are super empowered military units and there are those that are not. Um, And you see that in the command climate surveys. When a leader empowers their team, you see the results all throughout the command. So let's start just first with our intention. Our intention when we're empowering our team is getting them into a place where they can make their highest contribution, where they can do their best work and do it from a positive place. Seems rather simple, right? Well, let's get into some details. So the first thing that you need to do as a leader is cast the vision. You know, it's not just enough to say we're going to be successful and dominate the market. Got it. Like that's the goal of every company, right? To grow revenue, to grow sales, to do all those money things, right? But that's not enough. Okay, you have to give them the why into what they're doing. Like, why does this matter? Why does this company matter? Why does our mission as a company matter? So it wraps up a little bit into your mission statement, but let's go one step further beyond that because mission statements are just that. They're largely written for that page on your website or for financing or whatever, right? Like, no one really reads a mission statement with any kind of, oh boy, I'm excited. For your team, you have to give them the why into what they're doing as well. So it's not just enough to give the why of what the company's doing. They must have the why of what they're doing, knowing how their piece of the pie, how what they're doing, how it contributes to the greater goal of the company. It might seem simple, 
you know, in your mind, you might think, well, of course, social media posts or writing the newsletter or, you know, publishing this email sequence, like, of course, it contributes and you can see that. But are you communicating it to your team? And so they can see the broader vision. So this is a little bit of like internal education as well, so they can understand all the various aspects that are at play at all times within the company to make the company successful. There's all these inputs and outputs that are happening. Let them know how their piece contributes to the goals of the company so they can own it, so they can be proud of it, so they can look for their results. So cast the vision not only for the company in the organization, but for everyone's role within the company, give them their own personal vision and mission statement. Once they have the vision, you've got to give them the tools. You have to give them the tools to do it right. And when I say tools, I don't just mean software. I don't just mean hardware. You know, it's one thing to send everyone a Mac computer or something or give them access to, you know, this project management tool. Like, that's part of it. But the other part is the process. Like, you need to give people a roadmap to follow. You need to give them, you know, those safeguards, those instructions on how to do what they're doing. Are they going to use them all the time and use them, you know, note perfect where they're doing it exactly step by step? Well, maybe not necessarily, but at least you're providing the supportive structure for them to do it. Understand? So it's not enough just to say, do this activity. Like, you got to give them a little bit of how. And that's not to insult their intelligence. That's not to say you're not capable of figuring this out yourselves. It's just to say, here's how we do it. Here's how I would like it done. So that does a couple of things. It not only gives them left and right limits and a guide path to do things, but it also lets them know your expectations so they can see that. Um, And, you know, just gives them that good, warm feeling that, You might not be there in a physical way to support them, but by the way of creating process, you are supporting them. And that empowers them to try new things, to be bold, to move through their tasks with ease because it it does feel like they have that support undergirding everything that they're doing. And I go one step further. I try to incorporate uh, these processes into workflows, whether it be through like a pre-built Asana template task or SOPs like linked right into the processes just to make it picture clear, like here it is, follow the SOP. Now, once they're doing all their work, like they're going to have wins, right? You casted the vision, you gave them the tools, they're going to have wins. You need to celebrate their contribution. So wins on the team. You know, a lot of times uh, I've talked about sharing wins from your clients, sharing testimonials. That's great. But you need to celebrate the wins from your team. And it's it's not just enough to have them share their wins. Like they need to hear it from your mouth, brother. Like you got to be the one celebrating what they did. And this does a couple of things. Not only does it give you the chance to be in that leadership role, expressing gratitude, but it also lets them know that you're noticing their contribution, that you notice, that it's important enough to you that you're taking a look at what they're doing. You know, that says a lot. That says a lot for their own sense of self-worth within the organization. They're going to try to do better because they're going to chase, you know, that call out. It seems so silly. And you can maybe, you know, spice it up with, you know, Amazon gift cards or Starbucks gift cards or, you know, time off. I mean, whatever you got to do to spice it up. But there's a reason employee of the month things are good, you know, and 
I guess that's probably a bad example because that's like the opposite of leadership calling it out because it is kind of static depending on the company. But just noticing those little things and being a I I like to do like random gifts where if, if I can surprise someone and delight someone with a random gift they didn't see coming and it doesn't feel like, well, he had his stack of, you know, gift cards and he chose to give me one today. But I tried to do something special. Uh, for that particular person that they might not be expecting, but I know it's something that they would like. So when I'm running a team, I keep like list of their likes, you know, they'll express interest in something. They might say, oh my gosh, I went to this restaurant, my favorite restaurant, and I'm going to make a mental, a note of that, not a mental note. I'm going to write it down in my little diary that I keep of all my team members. So when it's time to surprise them with something, I know exactly what to get them. And now you're having the double effect where not only are you celebrating their contribution, but they're going to be like, he knew my favorite restaurant. Holy cow. Like they're going to remember that. That's going to impress the heck out of them. So do make use of celebrating their contribution. So as they get into this, like they're going to, they're going to have to, you know, devolve from the process at times. They're going to have to do things on their own process works like 90% of the time, depending on what's going on, depending on the actual task. But you have to be able to give your team members agency as well. They have to be able to make their own suggestions. They have to be able to help evolve the processes and SOPs because, you know, SOPs evolve, period. Like things start changing. Like uh, Name me a social media strategy from three years ago that's still valid today. Like not many are. Things are changing on a regular basis. So you're giving them agency to make suggestions, to listen to their thoughts, to allow them to edit things, uh, to revise SOPs, and giving them that time of day to do it. So what, what I would typically do is if someone was running to revise an SOP first, be like, hey, man, like we got to update this. OK, you go ahead and do that. Let's set a meeting for two weeks from now and walk me through the new SOP. So it's not just, yeah, go do it and leave me the hell alone. It's go do it. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Present it to me and then we'll codify it. Like we'll put it. Well, I'll approve it. It'll be good to go. And so you get that, that closed loop effect of not only giving them permission to do it, but also circling back, confirming what they've changed, again, acknowledging their efforts and overall helping them mold the future of the company and, and their role in it. Finally, you know, there's something for allowing people to add their own flavor and personalization. You know, processes are what they are, but... There's always that place and that little area where we can allow people to make it their own. We can allow them to put something that they're interested in or some little aspect of their personality into what they're doing, into their job. So give them some leeway on that. Give them some ability to do that. You know, you are not going to be able to control everything. You're not going to be able to do everything exactly And trying to hold like this grip around it, like I said, it's going to be done this way. It must be done this way. You know, there are places, you know, where that has to be done. Obviously, we know there are things where there's no wiggle room allowed, like things like finances, right? You, there's no, there's no personality in finances. There's no, there's no like making things up. Like it's what it is, right? But there are plenty of things in our businesses 
where we can allow our team members to add their flavor, to add their personality. And if you're doing team building right, you're doing onboarding right, you're building team culture, what's going to eventually happen is that team culture and what you're building from the top, and there, I've done plenty of episodes on this, so go back to the back catalog and look in some of the things on building team culture and building you know, uh, team leadership structures, and you're going to you know, put these pieces together. As you're building that culture and building your team members within it, like they're naturally going to start mimicking what you do, but without you needing to tell them to do it that way. You understand? So it's like they're going to do it the way that you would do it or the way that fits within the company culture because you've uh, indoctrinated them into that culture. But it's not coming by edict. And because it's not coming by demand or force or orders, they're allowed to put their own flavor onto it, but it's still mimicking the culture. See how that is so wonderful and beautiful and that they have that agency, they have the personalization, they have the feeling of that accomplishment and it's aligned with company culture. But that is just a case of everything coming full circle. So I really like to, to get to that point. You can't allow someone to start on day one. And that's the, you know, as we got further down into this list, it got in like further down in their time in employment, you know, where you can't allow like trust, you know, giving them agency and allowing their own flavor in day three. You know, you got to indoctrinate them into the culture first. Let them work from the process. Let them become a member of the team. Let them become, you know, more familiar with you, more familiar with the product, the vision. And as that trickles down over time and they become a greater part of the team, all this stuff will start naturally occurring. You just have to let go. You have to let go of control because that's the worst thing you can abs- you can do is to maintain absolute control over everything within the company. You know, it's it's hard to let go, but an absolute necessity. It's also hard to maintain it all. If I can be perfectly honest, it's just as hard to maintain it all as it is to start letting things go. And when you have empowered team members, you don't need them to run everything by you anymore. They have agency. They know the left and right limits. They know your intent. And they can make those judgment calls on their own without bugging you, without putting you into decision-making paralysis, instead bringing the important things to you, allowing you to stay at your highest level of contribution as well as the leader within that organization. And as this continues trickling down, if you go from two team members to four to eight to 16 to 24 to 32, I mean grow this as big as you like, but building the, like this structure of empowerment starts to create new levels of leadership within the company itself. So you codify some of these things. You codify how you're going to onboarding them and start empowering them and start giving them responsibilities. That becomes an SOP into itself. It becomes a process of doing things. This starts building secondary, secondary and tertiary levels of leadership which means decision-making is distributed, but all from a common culture and common point of view, that's how you win. That's how you ultimately allow your your team to feel empowered and feel like they can, you know, have that little bit of agency within what they're doing. They have that ownership of what they're doing, and yet we're still building the structures that are going to take our team to the next level and allow our company to grow without losing our soul, without losing our culture and, and, and um, how we do things, it's through this very deliberate structure, 
but it starts with just those five simple steps, man. You know, I'd love to say this is like super complicated. In theory, it isn't. In practice, that's where it gets a little tough. That's where leading and communicating becomes more and more important. Um, but, you know, man, at the end of it all, when they own the results and the process, you win in the end. Your company wins and your customers win. And I think that's what we all want. At the end of the day, it's that win, win, win. To quote Michael Scott, I'm always after the win, 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 you know? So what do you think about that? Like, how can you start today? That's what I want to, I want to challenge you with is finish this episode and think about one thing that you can do to empower one of your subordinates. Just one. If you start with that, if you start with very simple steps to putting some of these things into action and you keep that deliberate intent on empowering your team, it's deliberate. It has to be consistent. But when you do that, that's when you're really going to win. But you got to start. So start today. Okay? Start and don't look back. I hope to see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, in the meantime, uh, dude, why haven't you rated the show yet? Get over to iTunes. Give the show a rating. Um, definitely appreciate it. And until next time, operators, lead the way. Hey, before you bounce out of here, I have a free strategy session available exclusively for my podcast audience. In this 30-minute phone call, we'll unveil the immediate steps you can take to operationalize your business and put you back in the driver's seat. Just go to www.adamliette.com and click Start Here.